get our Bibles. Amen. Amen. Let's look to Luke 2. Let's look to Luke 2. Um, Luke 2. I'm excited because there's a word. No matter what machines didn't work, or no matter how we have to realign, there's a word. Amen. And um, that's when I'm, I, that's what I'm excited about, and that's why the enemy can't lie to me or make me embarrassed or anything, because there's a word from God. Yeah. So um, let's, um, let's, uh, let's look at Luke 2, and um, look at somebody and say, do you have admission to Christmas? Do you have admission to Christmas? Do you have your ticket? Do you have admission to Christmas? Okay, admission. Admission, admission to Christmas. Um, I, I was thinking about um, living in LA. How many of you guys have living in LA? Because I know everybody in the room probably has had this happen to them. Living in LA, you have been able to get a free ticket to an event, <laughs> a major concert or a show, or you've seen it before. How many of you ever heard of a backstage pass? Okay, a backstage pass. Um, you know, uh, have you heard of an all access pass where you can go wherever you want in the uh, venue because you have an all access access pass because yeah. you have admission yeah. to the event and in LA there's always a sold out event. You guys like the group Pentatonics? I've been just yeah. like oh, yeah. love yeah. Pentatonics yeah. and just love their Christmas music and just get so excited and so uh, Pentatonics was talking about they were being, uh, I was looking at one of their Christmas um, uh, and one of the things that I really respect about them, just as a side note, commercial break, is that they keep the true Christmas songs alive, the ones oh, yeah. with the actual yeah. uh, Christian story in it. They keep yeah. those alive. So they were talking about doing their, their world tour, and they said, if we added extra dates in L.A. and New York because it's been sold out. And so we have extra shows. And so I was thinking about being in L.A., how you always got to hook up somewhere. Somebody knows how to get a ticket or a backstage pass or whatever, whatever. And so growing up, um, with my mom working at Motown, what my introduction to concerts was going through by having a backstage pass, okay? It was rare that we went and bought a ticket to a show, but we automatically were going. And if there was an artist that we wanted to meet or anything, we would meet them and we got to go to shows and everybody else was going around town trying to get money and all of that stuff. But we had automatic access to go where everybody else couldn't go. So at 11 years old, I was backstage at um, um, Earth, Wind & Fire concert and things like that because that was our life. That was where we grew up. And so we were kids not knowing that we were just at work with our parents and we didn't know the value and how amazing it was that we could be walking around with those passes on this and we can go anywhere we wanted to go. And when everybody else was in the back going, hi, you know, screaming or staying after thinking that the artist is going to come to the lobby or whatever, we would just push out before the show ended. We got to slip out before the show ended and go in the back. And so admission to Christmas, I was looking at the Luke account and I I said, Lord, this is so phenomenal because we get so accustomed to hearing the Christmas story, Monica, that we don't really look at it properly and look at what God was saying in Luke 2. So Pastor Darrell touched on it. So let's have a little fun and let's look at Christmas as though it is the event of all events. And what does our admission look like? Okay, so what are some of the key things that an event has? An event has what? Ticket, ticket sales, right? An event has general admission, has backstage all access. It has executives that are running the show behind the scenes. It has VIP guests that are from other places and they need these celebrities to be there and it has the celebrity themselves. The star is there that, that has, you know, that's going to be just like that. Um, and it has the stage presentation. It has dancers. It has all these things and that's what an event is made of. So let's let's look. We're not going to ch change the text, but just let's look at the 
the text in that context since we live in LA. Amen? So look at Luke chapter 2, and let's look at a famous verse that we read, but we have heard but we've heard and interpreted the wrong way. We have to do a proper interpretation of the text. Amen? We have to do a proper interpretation of the text. And so look at Luke 2. Are you there? If you're there, yes. say the word, works. the word works. Luke 2, 8 through 11. And I'm reading the NIV version. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory. Somebody say glory. glory. And the glory of the Lord shone all all around them and they were terrified uh, Zacharias was terrified um, uh, all you can go through the scripture Daniel uh, when they actually saw an angel a heavenly being most of us I have a friend who said he prayed for years Lord please let me he's a pastor in Denver and he said Lord please let me see an angel uh, um, from heaven and the Lord said you can't even handle it. you don't understand how afraid you'll be if you really see what a glorious being that stands in my presence day and night singing holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Do you understand how afraid you will be because the glory is that magnificent? We haven't really seen glory like true glory is, is in the heavenlies. And so it says that they were terrified, but the angel said to them what? Don't be afraid. I bring you what? Good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Somebody say all the people. I bring you good news that will bring great joy, that will cause great joy for all the people. Because he said today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. So between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's hundreds of years, hundreds of years of silence. People have been waiting. They have been anticipating. Every Jewish girl that was born was believing that she was going to grow up and give birth to the Messiah. They knew he was coming. God made us a promise. Some of us, you just keep hearing a promise, and Grace told me the other day, she said, Mommy, I'm tired of waiting because we get tired of waiting. Months go by if we get nervous, or we, get, we don't want to wait. Years go by if we don't want to wait. Decades go by, we don't want to wait. These people waited years, hundreds of years, generations after generations of a grandmother telling a grandchild or a great-grandmother telling a great-grandchild, this is going to come, the Messiah is coming, and prophets alluding to it, Isaiah alluded to it, all of them alluding to it, but he had not arrived. And so this is interesting because the shepherds are in the field, and God said, what you've been waiting hundreds of years for, it already happened. Okay, it already happened. He said today in the town, he said today, today. Today, as in what? Right now, today, this is heaven. He said, a Savior will be born. He said, no, today a Savior what? Has been born. So this is the thing. We're in our situation, and we don't even understand God's already did it. We just haven't even caught up with what has actually happened. Amen? Yeah, 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 so God's yeah. saying, no, today I've already done it for you. You just got to catch up with what is going on. And so he said, he is the Messiah, the, the Lord. So we have what kind of angel comes? And this is what the commentary said it was Gabriel. More than likely it was Gabriel. Gabriel is the chief messenger of heaven. He's the one that came to Mary. He's the one that came to Elizabeth, right? So they were saying that it was more more than likely that Gabriel was the angel that came to the shepherds to announce to them that what they had been waiting for already took place, okay? The glory had already taken place. And so in John 1, 9, we know that he says he likes every man that comes into the world. So this event is coming. This event is here. It's the day of. And then when, uh, you know, I grew up in the music business, but then I worked in the music business. And I tell you, boy, that phone would ring and ring up until the event could be just started and people were still by faith calling, maybe I can get a pass. Maybe somebody didn't show up and we'll call. Some people got dressed and showed up anyway just in case somebody would be at the front selling tickets or somebody would be over here. So this is the thing about Christmas. This is an event 
that everybody has access to. Everybody has access to. Luke 2 tells us, he said, for all the people, this is good news and joy. So the salvation message has access to everyone. He said, this is good news for everybody. This is good news for everybody, for Muslims. Good news. For Hebrews, good news. Whether they want to believe Jesus came or not, whoever wants it, he's a good news and joy. But now we see as they go further into the story, we see that the backstage passes only went to certain people. Okay? And then the VIP guests, and this is what I remember about um, when you were in the industry and when you had access to giving out the tickets. You had some people that called you and asked you for a ticket. And then you had some people that you called. Right and told them, I have a ticket for you. So sometimes you had to humble yourself and ask, can I get a pass to this? I don't even have to have a ticket. If I could just sit in the wings and hear from the side entrance, I'm good. And, you know, some people have, some people get called, but since sometimes you have to humble yourself and ask. So you have certain people in this Luke 2 account that they were already told, they were forewarned, and then some people had to be known. So the, the, the shepherds, the angels came to them and said, hey, this is what's going on. You need to go and see. You need to come to this event. You don't want to miss it, and everybody has general admission. It's enough room to fit in there. I remember one time, um, I think it was uh, Maxwell or somebody was, somebody was at the, the Hollywood, Hollywood, not the Hollywood Bowl, what's the one at Universal? The Universal Amphitheater. And so we were all backstage <laughs> and, um, and so and somebody was performing. So I had access to about five or six badges. So I called a couple people that I thought would like the show and I said, listen, why don't you guys come down and meet me? Don't go through the main gate. Whatever you do, don't go to Will Call. Come around. I had to give them directions to how to say, come around to the back. So uh, uh, Kenny Elder Kenny was one of them, and so he came, and he was on the record label. He just couldn't get in touch with somebody, so I said, oh, just come. I'll just give you, I got five or six passes. I'll just give you one of those. So eventually, I ran out, but I, what I did is, what you do is you over-invite, so that if somebody doesn't come, all the passes yeah, get used, because yeah. you're like, these are some good passes. Y'all don't want to miss this show, and so I'm going to over-invite. Now, you may not take advantage, but I'm going to over-invite and tell you that you have access to this pass. So when one of my friends came, there were no passes, and I said, this is what you do. I'm going to just hold the side door and just come in. And she was like, well, what if somebody's going to see it? And she was I said, boo, this is not the time. You got to just, you got to slip in and just walk in and act like you know. You got to act like you're supposed to be here. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I said, look, I'm not going to get caught up with you. So if you want to sit here and freak out at the back gate, the show is already going on. And those of us with the confidence to say, I have a right to be here, yes. we're moving on. on. If you want to yeah, think yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. not sure this thing is for you, wow. he said in John 1, 9, and that was what's so powerful about John 1, 9. He said, Matthew tells the story, Luke tells the story, but John tells it from a whole other perspective. He said, in the beginning was the word. And then in John 1, 9, he says, he lights everyone that comes into the world. And then Luke 2 said, this is good news and great joy for everybody. So everybody gets an access to this joy. Everybody gets access to this good news. We just don't know if they're going to accept it or not. This, this baby is for you. This good joy, this thing that everybody's been waiting for is for you. But now let's look at Luke 2 further down to verse 13. Let's look at this. 
Let's look at this. Luke 2, 13, and let's read together. And it says suddenly, so we somebody say one angel. One, one angel. angel. And now there's a host of angels. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, what did he say? Glory, Glory to God. God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest of heavens. So he's saying from the highest heaven, God has wrapped himself up in flesh, and he is coming down. Why would we send him alone? So when he said, if God's going, we're all going. So from the highest heaven to the lowest part of earth, glory to God. And all the heavenly hosts came down. And it says, and this is what they said. And on earth, what? Peace. Peace. And this is what we always used to think when we heard the Christmas story. We would read, we would misread the New King James Version. Because the New King James says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to our men. So I was always taught. At one of my little Lutheran schools or something, that you got to be nice to people at Christmas because you got to spread goodwill to all men. And we were like, okay, so we got to be in peace. You got to be nice because yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. give goodwill to all men at Christmas. That's not what the scripture says. We misinterpret it to say peace, goodwill. He's saying that goodwill is going to come towards the people that have the backstage passes. So read the NIV and what does it say? Glory to God to the highest of heaven and on earth we are releasing what? Peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels left them, they went back into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, we got to go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see what has happened, what the Lord has told to us. So he said, if God's favor rests upon you, you get peace and the favor of God being on you. So now all, General Admission said, you got to see the show. You got to hear about good news and you got joy. But if you got a backstage pass, you get what? Peace. peace. And the favor of God is resting on, on you. Peace on, to those who the favor of God. Another translation said, peace for all those pleasing God. Peace with whom he is well pleased. Men of goodwill and favor. So you go into an, an atmosphere, you go, I'm not only coming to see the show. I got peace. And his favor is on me. So wherever I go, it's something when you're going somewhere through a show and you got that all access page and the, the, the security staff will stop and try to get ready to give you a speech. And they see that all access. Oh, I'm sorry. They have to what? Step out of your way because favor is resting on you. You got that tag around your neck and favor is resting upon you. So you have the right to go to the side door and open it up and say, y'all better come on and everything. How can you, the security will be like, wait, wait, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. You got, oh, you're with the team? Okay, you got all access. And so this is what's so interesting. Why didn't Gabriel, the messenger angel, if he's a messenger angel, why not the messenger angel deliver the news? Salvation, just give it all at one time. Salvation, joy, peace, and the favor of God is resting on you. Why didn't he just say all that? What was so different about peace that the heavenly host, the whole host of angels had to surround the, the, the sky and come down and hover over the earth and say, this is what, this is the gift that you're getting. You're getting peace. You're getting something bigger. So the messenger angel comes, but the warring angels had to come around and surround him to make sure that you got the message. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The warring angels come and say, you have access to salvation. The gospel is what? The good news. The gospel is the good news. And so he's saying that the heavenly host, though, is coming and giving you something else. So Proverbs 16, 7 says this. When people's lives, what? Please God, please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Amen. When people's ways please God, even 
Their enemies have to be at peace with them. Why are their enemies at peace with them? Because a host has come. Warring angels have come to declare. We are saying from the highest of heaven, we are releasing peace to those who his favor rests upon. So when you accept the salvation, then you get peace. And so we think of peace as tranquility. We get the two confused. And that's not what we have a channel on our station where we want the room to be tranquil. We can put that on and it shows a, t a cup of tea and soothing music plays. But that's not peace that won't you put that on that's not going to keep somebody from beating you that's not going to keep somebody you know that'll be background noise tranquility for me that's what you get at burke williams but when you walk out of burke williams you need more than tranquility you can't take the road with you you gotta have what and you know the western hotel try to you know say you know what let's let them take this bed let them let, let's let them buy this bed at home so everybody remember when the western heavenly bed came out i'm going to the western so i can sleep in their heavenly bed then they came out with the heavenly shower and then they they said, well, you know what? People are going to want this at home. I can take this tranquility home, but if I have the peace of God, then his favor rested me, on, and my on. enemies, people that hate me, have to turn around and bless me, Daddy. See, yeah. because his favor is on me. The access, the badge says, you have to be kind to me because I have what? A host of heavenly angels yeah, yeah, behind yeah. me, hovering in my situation, yeah. saying, What? Peace and the favor of God rests on you. So your enemies have to be at peace. Yeah. So remember when we talked about the Lord of hosts, the heavenly host, the Lord of hosts, we talked about how the heavenly host, if you, if you remember, the heavenly host is, is somebody, some one person told me it's like a, a, a company of 250 angels, remember? And we talked about, so a squad of, uh, of, of soldiers is 8 to 24. A platoon is like two squads, so that's 16 to 50. A company, and this said a company, a company is like 100 to 250, and that's where we get a company. But if you're not talking about 250 people, we're talking about 250 <coughs> heavenly beings, okay? Yeah. So when, what, how much space and how much of the sky do, does 250 heavenly beings come? And a battalion is four or more companies, so it could have very well been that if God himself was wrapping himself up in flesh come and on, breaking through now. the earth realm and coming into time, why not all of heaven to say, I'm going to see this, and they all descend, they go, you don't understand. We've been here outside of time screaming about crying out holy and glory. But now you get to experience the glory walking around with you. You get an all-access pass to what? Peace. Peace. The peace of God. Through this one. And you can't keep him at the baby level because the baby level is not the whole story. Why was it so important that he said peace? Because in Rome, they were experiencing what they call Pax Romana. Okay, Pax Romana. And Pax Romana was a time when the Roman Empire experienced peace. Okay, they didn't need as much military expansion because there was peace. There was peace. And it wasn't everywhere, but it was certain regions. It was just a temporary time when peace was everywhere. So God said, okay, I've got to come in and give them something that they think they've already accessed. And I have to come in and supersede that. So it says it was external tranquility and it was a temporary span where it looked like there was no war going on because the Roman Empire was just doing out their thing. But so God says, okay, his name shall be called what? Wonderful. What? Counselor. What? Mighty God. What? Everlasting Father. And they said, wait, 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 wait. Don't stop there. The most important. And the what? The Prince of Peace. And the Roman Empire was like, what? He, Herod said, what? A king is trying to come into my territory and take over? He says, no. This is Pax Romana. We have peace. And they said, no. The Prince of Peace is coming. 
and peace upon every single one where God's favor rests. So when he comes into the situation, Lance gets peace and he has favor and the OA has favor. I don't know how my rent is paid. That's what you said. But every more, every month, God moved me out of this situation, transitioned me into this, and I have peace. I don't even know how. I can't explain it. You know, we, I, I started thinking the other day, I said, God moved us from Atlanta where we had lower cost of everything. We, I mean, everything was yeah. cheap, but we had amazing yeah. medical care, and God yeah. told us to pack up everything we could and drive across country through a snowstorm and drive across country and go somewhere because I have a calling for you in that city. And yeah, I told the enemy, and you think, and then we come here and we say, okay, Lord, when? I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when to plant the church. And we finally plant the church, and the church starts to grow, and then it looks like it's all falling apart. And I told the devil the other day, you think I'm going to just sit down on this type? of situation, the peace of on, God man. and his favor is resting on me. I didn't come across country. We didn't pack up a baby come across country for his peace to leave us. And so this is what God said. This is what this is what God said. The Prince of Peace, and I, I love it because look at this. The God wrapped himself up in flesh. Get a picture. Get a picture. God wrapped himself up in flesh and came in the form of a baby. And that baby said, I'm going to be the Prince of Peace. I am the Prince of Peace. Emmanuel, God is here, the Prince of Peace. And then Romans says this, and the God of Peace. So the God of Peace wrapped himself up in flesh, and while he lived among us, he was the what? The Prince of Peace. So the God of Peace and the Prince of Peace intertwine, and then they give us peace. And this is what he says in Romans 16, 20. He says, and the God of Peace will soon crush Satan where? Under your foot. He'll crush him under your foot. So look at this Matthew 10 because it looks like, it looks like it's confusing because peace with God, write this down, say this to somebody or, or repeat this to your neighbor. Peace with God. Peace, peace with, with God. God. Peace with God. Peace with God. Peace with God. Peace with God. Involves opposition to Satan. And everything he's doing. Everything the doing. peace of God involves opposition to Satan and everything he's doing. So why, why couldn't the messenger angel say that? Because he needed warring angels to push it through. A host are the armies of heaven, those that fight. So the military angels had to come in because they understood what, what was about to take place. So look at this. Matthew 10. Go to Matthew 10, 34 with me. Are you there? Yes. Did the word work? And it says this. Now, this seems like it's opposite to the Christmas message. He said, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. No, but you guys, you said peace on earth. He said, don't suppose that I have come to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace, but a what? Sword. Okay, you got that? Matthew 10, 34. Matthew 10, 34. Matthew 10, 34. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come, this is so hot in here, can we fix it? I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves the father or mother, what? More than me is not worthy. Anyone who loves their son or daughter, what does he say? More than me is not worthy. Verse 38, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is what? Not worthy of me. And whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. So he seems like he's confusing 
himself from the scripture. I heard a Muslim say one time, scripture contradicts itself all over the place. If you don't understand it, you might think that. But if you know who God is, you'll see God in the text. Because Luke 2 says what? Luke 2 says that peace on earth, goodwill to our men. Matthew 10 says, don't think that I've come to bring peace. But I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And so we were watching this movie the other day, and the little boy said, I said, this is God. In this story, the little boy needed three things. What did he need, Grace? He needed the, the helmet. He needed what? The breastplate. And then he needed the what? The sword. And he had to fight his grandfather. And it was like, what? What is going on? If this story that he uh, that, uh, that you gave us, it was an amazing story. Kumo, you guys gotta watch the story. So this little boy's the mother is protecting his son because the grandfather is so consumed with evil that he's trying to he he's unable to see. So he takes his grandson's eyes. And so the mother is on this quest to protect her child from his grandfather. And so the little boy is like, We're fighting our father, we're fighting our grandfather. And the mother said, You need three things. You need a helmet. You need the breastplate, and you need the sword. And if you have that, you can take it out. So I'm like, okay, Lord, where is the story going? Because I don't want her to see opposition in the family. But he says right here, he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. So when we said, I said, Grace, what do we know the sword is? The sword is the sword of what? The spirit. Jesus Christ is the spirit, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. So he says the baby was born to bring peace, but it's not just about the peace. Sometimes he's got to cut through some things in your life because anything that is opposed to his favor resting on you, he's like, that's fat, cut it off. That's fat, cut it off. But this relationship is so amazing. I want this person. God to say, what? That's fat, what? Cut it off. But you said to get peace. Right now, I'm a sword because I'm trying to get you to peace. So right now, cut it off. Let's go to peace. Cut it off. And so that's why the army had to come. The army had to come with swords saying, he is peace, but he's coming with a sword. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, sometimes yeah. to get to the peace, you've got to go through the dark valleys. Of the little boy's mother was fighting and everything, and she told him, she said, never forget what you have. Never forget it. No matter what you do, no matter what happens to me, find the sword, find the breastplate, find the helmet. And the little boy said, okay. And when he ran into, ran into his grandfather and he activated all three of these things, guess what happened? His grandfather came to himself, and he was no longer trying to kill him because the peace came. Because he had the sword in his hand. And I was saying, that's what God does. So sometimes your belief in Jesus Christ, sometimes that all access pass is going to cost you something. Because you're saying, Lord, my thing, your favor is resting on me. But why does it feel like I'm in a sword fight? He said, because you are, but you have me. I am the sword of the spirit. I am. He said, this is the one time where you can't. He said, if you want to talk about Jesus, fine. If you want to talk about God, fine. He said, but do not blaspheme. The Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is his reigning hour. He is here to give us life. He's here to give us hope. And so he says, your enemies will be at peace because you have the weapon to fight them with. And you are clothed in my peace. And so that is what Christmas, the admission to Christmas is. That's the admission of Christmas. And then you go further down in the text and then you see the VIPs. And so the little boy is circumcised on the eighth day, and his parents take him to the temple. And then this man, this older man, Simeon, he didn't die yet because God made him a promise. He's a VIP. God said, you don't have to come to Christmas. Christmas is going to come to you. Yeah, and so yeah, he's yeah, sitting yeah. in the temple worshiping God, and he's a prophet of God. And this is what he said. Go somebody, somebody go look at Luke 2. Um, and this is what he said. He said, you now, Lord. Somebody look at Luke 2 where, where Simeon came. Simeon said, now I can have peace. 
The peace is here. Somebody look at, I'm trying to pull mine up. But Simeon, God had already told him. He said, you're going to be able to see. Verse 28. Somebody read verse 28. I can't pull it up. Can you read verse it, Monica? Simeon took him Luke in his two. arms. Oh, go to Luke 2. Okay. Simeon took him in his arms mm -hmm. and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, as you, have promised. you may now dismiss your servant in, in peace. peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation. That's what he said. He said, Lord, I've seen your salvation. So now that peace where your favor is resting, you can dismiss me in peace because I waited and I saw and I see that you are good and you keep word. You keep word. You keep your word. You keep your word. Your word. And, and Simeon spoke a blessing of them. And he said, now listen, I'm going to give you a word. This child is destined to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel. And he will bring joy. He has been sent as a sign for God, and many will oppose him. That's the sword. Mm -hmm. So even with the favor of God on you, somebody's going to oppose you. Even with the favor of God on him, he had to sit in the courtyard and be beaten half to death. Even with the favor of God on him, he had to carry a cross up a hill. Even with the favor of God on him, they pierced him in his side. And God says, I don't let any opposition come for not. You still have my, have my favor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Christmas can't be the end of our story. Somebody needs to say at Christmas day, wake up and say, oh, Lord, I thank you for Christmas. But Easter is coming. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easter is coming. You're going to get up. Easter is coming. So even if it's a little difficult, it's, it's okay because Easter is coming. And then a second VIP walks into the picture, Anna, who she had gone through all kinds of stuff. and said her husband died. She had, been a, she had been a widow for about 80 years. And she got to see. God said, don't worry about it, Anna. You don't have to leave the temple. It says that she was there day and night. That Jesus said, God said, what? I'm going to bring Christmas to you. And now the woman who's a prophetess comes. And, what, and, and she gets to see the baby. And she gets to see peace. Verse 40. Then the child grew healthy and strong. And he was filled with wisdom. And what was on him? God's favor. God's favor. Peace on earth. I love my favorite Christmas carol is God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ the Savior was born on Christmas Day to do what? To rid the world of Satan's power. The host came because they told Satan. They told Satan. They told Satan. We're all coming to remind you that peace to them, no matter what they, what, no matter what they experience no matter what they say it's one thing you know the lights of christmas when everybody decorates their house and, and lights the lights are supposed to symbolize that the, the light of the world has entered into the earth realm and the lights are the glory of god is over here hey wait 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 the glory of god is over here and what do we do we drive through neighborhoods let's go see the lights because we want to see the glory the glory is coming the glory is coming Amen. and some people spend all this money and i was riding by a house the other day and they had the manger scene they had Mickey dressed as Santa Claus. They had a minion. They had a, they even had a pink poodle. I'm still trying to figure out where the pink poodle comes in. I don't understand that one. And I said, you got all this decoration and all these lights. You have access to Christmas, but do you have his peace and his faith? Amen. With all the lights. And that's what sometimes you see people talking about, oh, and for Christmas I did this, and for Christmas I did this. That's great. You have a general admission ticket. For Christmas, you know what? We didn't buy anything. But guess what? We got his favor. Amen. Amen. We got his favor. Yeah. Yeah. We got his favor. Yeah. One of the best Christmases we ever had. It was 90, 98. Everybody was broke. 
<laughs> Not everybody, everybody. Everybody. everybody was broke. And I remember, you know, uh, my brother Dave that gave us the sound system. We were at Dave's house, and Dave always has a gig, some money. He done made everybody in Hollywood famous, okay? And Dave was broke. We were all sitting around the house. We, when I tell you we had the best Christmas ever because a favor God was resting on us, and we let, I don't think the kids realized they didn't open any gifts. We just, and we hung out in the house, and we had all this. Mm -hmm. So the next year, oh, Dave started working with Babyface and Whitney Houston and this person. I mean, it was so much work we couldn't even keep up with it. it was work 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 i mean right for christmas the week before christmas i went to italy and had to buy two extra suitcases because i had all this money flowing and bringing back gifts and to, you know italy this from italy and that from italy and you didn't just get shoes you got shoes in a bag and all it was just like christmas we were at the house we were in a new house we had bought a house because me mom got men in black movie was bumping and everybody had money and we were all stressed out yeah. <laughs> trying to be backstage people squeezing our way in the audience oh, excuse me excuse me we got general admission can we come in here and sit with you and God is saying y'all are general admission people you're all access yeah, it's yeah, not about the yeah, gifts yeah, it's about the yeah. favor it's about the favor and when we got past the, all that hoopla and the shopping and we just got back to the focus you know what let's just go back to the stage you know it's amazing backstage you don't you know, you when you general admission, you have to pay all this money to get everything. And you know, some people are flossing because they got credit cards and they back there paying twenty dollars for nachos. And you just like you, you know, but oh no, but you big time because you got general admission, so you're gonna spend all your money. And God is saying, watch this. We're backstage. We bring the food to you. Endless food. Endless, endless of anything you want. Endless. And then there's also the room, the backstage room of the other room over there. You go in the in the in the dressing room and you get even more. God is saying, who do you want and what do you want for Christmas? Because if you want general admission, that's cool. But do you want something, the gift that keeps on giving? Amen. Do you want all access? Yeah. Do you want to go beyond that? Do you want to see? Look at Philippians and we're closed. Somebody go to Philippians 4. Remember, don't get frustrated when the sword comes. Don't get frustrated when it looks like things are being cut away from you. And God is saying, the favor is still here. The peace is still here. Somebody say it out loud right now. Say, God's just trimming the fat. God's just trimming the fat. He's just trimming the fat. He's just trimming the fat. He's trimming the fat. Philippians 4. And it says, uh, excuse me, um, I don't, um, Philippians 4. What is it? It says, and, and the peace of God. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, you have it? Yeah. Six. Six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In verse 7. And the peace of God, of God which transcends all understanding, amen, will guard your hearts and your minds. Somebody lay hands on your trust right now. Jesus. Say the peace of God. Peace of God. Peace of God. It's over my emotions. It's over my emotions. The peace of God. The peace of God. It's over my thoughts. It's over my thoughts. Lord, consume our thoughts. Let the peace cut away the negativity, God. Let the sword come so that we can get to the peace. Lord, and just like the heavenly host, the army, the peace of God, it says, will guard. 
So it gives a picture of a soldier sitting in front of your heart, your emotions, and your mind guarding you. And he will keep your mind. He will keep your emotions. He will keep your heart. He will keep your... Now lay hands on your eyes and say, Lord, it's not about what I think I see right now. Mm. And the peace of God. Say that. And the peace of God is guarding me, guarding me, guarding me. Don't get confused and don't get weary when the sword is here. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. Don't let the sword throw you off because it's the sword of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God knows what you don't know. So, Father, right now we thank you that there's favor. There's favor and there's peace when you're well pleased with us. And when you, when our ways please you, even our enemies are at peace with us. The Lord said right now some of you need to go back and ask for the favor of God again. Because now, now you have a divine understanding that you don't just have good news, you don't just have joy, but you have faith and peace surrounding you and, and, and you can make it, you can push through because angels, the heavenly hosts have come. The warring angels are here to push past any of the discrepancies. Mm. The shepherds are sent. The shepherds said, we can't just stay here. We can't just see the glory and not share it. But let us go and tell everyone about the glory that's here, about the good news that's here. Don't let your walk with God stop at salvation. Let it take you into the faith. Let it take you into the faith. One thing that the shepherds said, they've seen and they've heard. And it was exactly as God said. So, Lord, we thank you that as shepherds, Lord, we can walk through this darkness. We can walk through this darkness, Lord. We will walk through this darkness because we've seen your glory. And we know your peace. And we know your favor rests here. So we bless you now. That thank you for this intimate atmosphere because we can call out names, Lord. We can call out names and let your glory come. Let your glory come to Monica. Let the favor of God rest on her. Let the favor of God rest on land. Let the favor of God, the peace of God, the peace of God in every decision, the favor, the favor, the magnificent favor, the peace rest on you, rest on you, rest on you. That whoever you encounter, that they would experience the peace, the peace of God on you, Christian. Ah, even the young men grow weary, but the peace of God, is here for you. No matter who is removed from you, the peace of God, the peace to you, Stephanie, right now, in the name of Jesus, as you toil, as you work to figure it out, the peace of God over your mother, over your father, over your siblings, generational curses broken because the peace is here. Even if the sword appears, the peace of God is overwhelming in the name of Jesus. And so we thank you, we thank you, we thank you that the peace of God rests on you, Elder Terry and Elder Charles, the peace on the OA, the peace in your house, the peace to your extended family, the peace, the peace, can you go my hands on them? The peace of you, oh, amen, the peace of God, the peace of God. My daughter is five, and yesterday she said, the devil is trying to tell me this and that. And she said, Satan, stop talking to me, you are a liar. And I said, tell him, girl, tell him he's a liar. And a couple hours later, I heard her screaming upstairs. I said, what is going on? She said, I'm telling Satan he's a liar again. Because you have to have the sword, the sword in you. 
And it's to all, to all men, to all men. So we embrace your salvation, God. We embrace your salvation. Ooh, Lord, now God, let the peace and the favor of God rest on Hallel, Lord. In this transition, in this transition, the favor. There's some things you promised, Lord. And we will see it no matter what's been cut away. We will see the favor of God. The man of God spoke it and we'll see it. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Now it's the same attitude of worship. Let's just give God an offering right now. Let's just flow right into offering because it's a, it's a part of worship. Hallelujah.